Heaven and Hell, A Thousand to One, by Pastor Park. In 1987, Reverend Park had died from high blood pressure. But by the grace of God, his life was extended for another 20 years. However, for the first four years, he was not able to speak due to his condition. He was about 50 years old when he had come back to life. During his death, the Lord showed him heaven and hell. I want you to know that if you're arrogant and prideful, you'll bring a curse upon yourself. I had a mega church of 5,000 members, but I was struck down by God due to my arrogance. Now I fear God. I used to own property worth about 150 million US dollars. I owned five luxury cars, but after my death experience, I gave it all away. Please remember, salvation cannot be achieved by your possessions but through faith. And now I plead to the deacons, elders, and other church leaders to serve your pastors with all your heart. On December 19, 1987, after I had finished my lunch and while I was resting, I began to feel excruciating pain. It was so unbearable that I felt that I was going to die. Then I lost consciousness. I woke up four months later in a vegetated state and my doctor told me that I would eventually die. All my body parts were mangled very badly from the paralysis and my family had never allowed any of the church members to visit due to my horrible appearance. And then I finally died. When I died, I saw two people enter my room. But these people had entered my room through the wall. And I screamed, who, who are you? My house will crumble down if you do that. Then one of them said, We are angels descended from heaven. We are from God's kingdom. A brilliant light shined around the angels. The angel to my right introduced himself. I run errands for Jesus in his kingdom. Jesus called me and commanded me to go down to the earth. He commanded me to take you to heaven. You are dead, but since your family cries out with such sadness, he desires to grant you a little more time to live. But for now, he desires to show you heaven and hell. He will show you and you will witness to the people of the earth. May the number of the people who end up in hell be decreased and the number of people going to heaven increased through your testimony. This will be your mission. God instructed us to tell you not to delay. If you delay, you will not be able to visit heaven and hell. Then the angel to my left said, The moment you were born and until the moment you had died, I had been with you. At that time, I did not understand what the angel had meant, but now I know. He was my guardian angel. So I said, I cannot go. I will not go. I'm a pastor. I can't meet the Lord in this physical condition. 
I want to see him as a healthy person. I would probably be receiving more rebukes than compliments from the Lord. I'm prideful and arrogant, and now I'm cursed and sick. How am I going to be able to enter heaven? I'm so scared. Please go back to heaven and ask the Lord to heal me. Then come back and take me to heaven through my dream. Please ask for mercy on my behalf. But the angels were not listening to my arguments. They took my clothes off and said that they were too filthy to be wearing in heaven. They then clothed me in a white gown. They grabbed my hands and we flew straight up to heaven. We flew through the clouds and as I looked down I saw the earth becoming smaller. They let me go near an endless golden street. I saw a brilliant shining light, too bright to look at directly. I said, where is the light coming from? It is from heaven, the angel responded. I thought, wow, it's huge. I saw groups of people in white gowns flying ahead. Who are they? I asked. The angel replied, they are the ones who had served God faithfully and trusted in Jesus by obeying and following the lead of the Holy Spirit with all their heart. Their bodies are dead on earth. They are now the souls heading toward heaven. The other angel continued, There are twelve gates in heaven. When a saved soul comes to heaven, they must enter through one of those gates. We were standing in the south gate, but it was closed. As we were waiting, I asked the angel, Angels, uh, why is the gate not opening? The angel replied, It is because you are not singing the heavenly worship song. I asked, Angels, I was a very prideful and arrogant person, and as a result, I was cursed with sickness. I'm not good at singing earthly worship songs. How am I able to sing heavenly worship songs when I had never heard it before? The angel replied, You are correct, but you must still prepare yourself to worship. You are a prideful person, but prepare to sing. The angels began to sing, and as they sang, I began to sing with them. It became natural to me, and we entered in. The scene of heaven was indescribable. Oh, I can't describe heaven with earthly words. I said, Lord, thank you so much. Even though I'm a very prideful and arrogant and cursed with sickness, you still brought me to heaven to show me around. I then heard the voice of God. My beloved Pastor Park, Yonggyo, I welcome you. You have made a long journey here. His voice was overflowing with love and tenderness. I replied back, crying in tears. Lord! The angels immediately said, You have been a pastor for twenty years. Don't you know your scriptures? There are no tears in heaven. Please stop it. I was not even able to cry. The Lord then asked me five questions. How much time did you spend reading the Word? 
How much did you give in offerings? How many times have you evangelized to people? Did you tithe properly? How much time did you spend in prayer? I could not answer the fifth question. The Lord rebuked me for that. After you had become a megachurch pastor, you had become very lazy with prayer. Being busy is no excuse to me. I had to repent of it later. The angels will show you many places in heaven and of hell. Look around as much as you desire. You will leave after witnessing many different places in heaven and hell. But the Lord did not allow me to see his appearance. The angels first took me to three different places in heaven. In the first place, I saw little children living together. The second place was where the adults lived. And the third place were where the souls were that had barely made it into heaven. Even though they made it into heaven, they made it in shamefully. Many people had asked me how old the children were. Well, they appeared like kindergartners. And they were not little boys or girls as we know of gender. Each child had their own angel to accompany them. In heaven, most of the souls will have their own individual home. However, there were some who did not have homes. I will explain this later. Moreover, the children did not have their own individual homes either. And I asked, the children are also souls. Why don't they have their own homes? The angel replied, just as the people on earth require materials to build their homes, we in heaven also need materials to build here. When a person serves the church and others faithfully unto the Lord, those deeds will become materials for the person's home in heaven. When the materials are provided, the angels assigned to build a saint's home will go to work on constructing it. The children who are below the accountability age have not built up any materials to build a home. In other words, they did not have the time or chance to earn their rewards or materials. This is why they do not have homes. I continued with my questions. What shall I do on earth to provide more materials for my home? The angels replied, There are seven things one must do to build up their materials to build their home. The first is their accumulation of worship and praise to God. The second is their time spent reading the Bible. Third, their time spent praying. Fourth, their time spent evangelizing to people. Fifth, one's offering to the Lord. Sixth, their obedient tithes to God. And lastly, their time spent serving the church in any way. These are the deeds or works of obedience in which one accumulates materials for their heavenly home. If one is lacking in these areas, they will have no materials to build their home. There were numerous people in heaven without homes. 
many who did not have homes were actually pastors, deacons, deaconesses, elders, etc. I asked out of curiosity, Where do the children live then? The angel replied, They live here. As I looked around, they were gathered throughout the Garden of Flowers. The Garden of Flowers was so beautiful, and the fragrance was out of this world. The scene was beyond what I could describe with my words. The second place I visited was for faithful adults. There is a difference between salvation and rewards. This place had so many homes. The homes were built with beautiful gems and rare stones. Some of the homes were as high as the highest skyscrapers on earth. Those people who had faithfully served the Lord while living on earth had their homes built with beautiful gems and rare stones. In this particular place, all the people looked around the age of 20 to 30 years old. There were no men or women in regards to gender, and there were no sick, old, or lame people. I once knew an elder named Oaimun. He had died at the age of 65 years old. He was a very short man, as tall as second graders in elementary school. He had suffered from a rare disease called rickets. However, when it came to the Bible, he was a PhD. He had written many commentaries. I met him in heaven, and there he was tall and handsome. He was no longer sick, but healthy. Heaven is a very wonderful place. I'm so full of expectations. Please believe what I'm saying, beloved people. The third place was for those people who were shamefully saved. This particular village was enormous in size, several times bigger than the second place, where the homes were made of gems and rare stones. I arrived at this place at great speed, riding a golden chariot. It was very far from the other beautiful places I saw in heaven. I asked the angels, I see great wilderness and fields. Why do I not see homes? And the angel replied, What you are seeing are homes. I saw huge, wide, flat houses, which reminded me of a large chicken coop or some type of warehouse. These homes were not glorious, but shabby. This village and homes were for souls who were shamefully saved. There were numerous large-sized, shabby-looking homes. This village is several times bigger than the place where rewarded souls reside. And the angel said, Do you see the two large homes? One to your right and one to your left? I answered, Yes, I do see them. The angel said that he wanted to show me those two houses specifically. He said, The home on the right is for those who are pastors on the earth, and the left home is for those who are elders on the earth. As we arrived to the front of the two homes, I noticed that they were humongous. My jaw dropped. When we opened the door and entered, 
My first impression was chicken coop. Instead of thousands of chickens living in this coop, I saw souls. The angels advised me to observe very carefully because I would recognize some of the famous pastors from history. It was true. I recognized many pastors from history. I specifically picked out one pastor and asked the angel, I know that Korean pastor. I know how famous he was and the work he had done for the Lord. Why is he here? I do not understand. The angel answered, He never provided any building materials for his home. This is why he is living in a community home. I asked out of curiosity, How did this happen? Why did he not have any materials? The angel answered, While he was a pastor performing the functions as a pastor, he had loved to be complimented by the people. He had loved to be honored. He had loved to be served. There was no sacrifice or servitude on his part. This particular pastor was greatly honored in Korea and is an icon within the Korean Christian history. But he had no reward. You pastors out there, please listen. You have to lead people to more than just Sunday morning services. You must visit them in their homes. You must take care of the poor, the lame, and old. The pastors who had served without sacrificing their lives and loved to be honored had no reward in heaven. After I witnessed this scene in heaven, and after I came back to the earth, I immediately gave all my possessions away, including my five luxury vehicles. Our life is but a moment. In the Bible, the average life is about 70 to 80 years old. But it is only God who knows when a person will die. Anyone can die before the age of 70 or 80 years old. I had decided to give everything away, even my clothes. The people I saw had received salvation in shame. They were pastors, elders, deacons, and lay believers. There were multitudes of elders and deacons in that flat, shabby home. But of course, it was much better than hell. However, why would anyone want to enter heaven in such a way? I will not end up in that shameful place. Their clothes were even shabby. What are the requirements for Christians to receive such beautiful homes in heaven? First, we have to evangelize to as many people as possible. How should we evangelize? This is what the angel told me. Assume there is an unbeliever who does not know the Lord. The moment you decide to evangelize to that particular person, the building materials for your home will be provided. As you unceasingly pray for their salvation, more building materials are provided. You must continue to check up on them, visiting them, and continue your evangelizing. This will add more materials to your home.
If a person says he or she cannot make it to church because they do not have nice clothes, then you must provide them with some. If a person says he or she does not have a Bible, you must provide one. If a person says he or she does not have reading glasses, you must provide it to them. You must provide whatever you are able to so that this person can be led to the Lord. Those who live in the best homes are those who had evangelized many times. The angel then escorted me to a place where the saints lived in nice homes. This is where saints who had evangelized much lived. And it felt like downtown heaven. In Christian history, there are four people who had some of the biggest and most beautiful homes. The angel showed me the home of American evangelist D.L. Moody, British pastor John Wesley, an Italian evangelist, and a Korean evangelist, Pastor Choi Gongyo. These four people had the largest homes in heaven. These four had spent their whole lives evangelizing the people, even through up to the time of their deaths. Within the Korean believers, there was a lay believer who had a large home. This lay believer had built many church buildings with all his possessions. He had given 3,000 bags of rice to the poor. He secretly helped thousands of pastors and leaders with their finance. He helped students studying theology or in Bible school with their tuitions. He had also taken in a pastor, 65 years old, into his home and took good care of him. His own church had kicked him out. I heard an angel shout, the materials are coming. And I questioned the angel to my right about the materials. And he told me, these materials are for a deaconess from a small church who is from the country. In fact, she receives materials every day. Even though she is poor, she comes to early morning service every day. She prays for 87 church members daily. When she finishes praying, she cleans up the church. I heard another angel shout, special delivery. The daughter of the deaconess has given what little money she had to her mother. However, the deaconess did not spend it on herself. She bought five eggs and two pairs of socks for the church pastor. Even though it may appear to be a small offering, she had given all she had for the day. This became special materials for her home in heaven. Second, those who also have large homes are those who have built church buildings or other buildings for kingdom purposes with their possessions and resources. In heaven, I also met an elder named Choi. Among all the Korean elders and deacons who are in heaven, he had the most beautiful home. His home was much higher than the tallest building in Korea. Choi had built many churches in Korea with his wealth. I asked the angel, how about my house? Is it in the process of being built? And the angel said, yes it is. I begged to see my house, 
but they told me it was not allowed. I continued to beg, and after some persistent begging, the angel said that the Lord will now allow it. We entered the chariot and traveled very far to another place. I was full of expectation. I asked, where's my home? And the angel replied, it's over there. But it looked as though the place was only a foundation, only ready for development. I cried out, how could you do this to me? How could this be happening? How could my house be in a developing zone? Surviving the Korean War, I sold my only home to build a church. This church eventually grew to 5,000 members. I wrote many books inspired by the Holy Spirit. One book became a bestseller. With the proceeds from that book, I built Christian schools. The schools birthed 240 pastors. During my tenure as the dean, I had given out 400 scholarships to over 400 poor children. I built homes for the widows to live in. This all cost huge amounts of money. So how could this be? Why is my home in a land development? I'm so upset. The angel replied sternly. You do not deserve to live in such a beautiful, nice home in heaven because you have been honored by people countless times. Every time you had built or done something good, you were praised by people. You were even honored by the secular news. Therefore, all your works are in vain. I looked at my home in the development center. It was located in the middle of three other homes. It only had three stories. The house had many small rooms on the first two floors. I asked the angel, Why do I have such small rooms? The angel answered, These rooms are for your sons and daughters. I only have four children, I replied. The angel responded, No, they are not for your earthly children, but for the ones you had evangelized and are saved. Where is my master bedroom? The angel said that it was on the roof. That bothered me. My room was not even finished. In an angry tone, I said, It is so small. Why is it so difficult to finish? The angel replied, You are not even dead. We cannot finish your home or rooms because we do not know if any more materials will be provided. Do you understand? When we entered my room, I saw two certificates hanging on my wall. So I went to read them. The first certificate described when I was 18 years old, living in an orphanage. On Christmas Day, I was on my way back to the early morning church service. I had seen an elderly man shivering on the street. I took off my jacket and gave it to him. That deed had given me a reward in heaven. The second certificate described the same incident, but it was for buying some bread with the little money that I had for the elderly man. The amount is not the issue. The act must be accompanied by genuine faith. The dollar amount has no significance.
we left the place and headed back out. During the ride, one of the angels asked, Are you sad? I will tell you how to have a beautiful home built. The Lord said when you go back to earth, you must go and tell the people about heaven and hell, as you have witnessed. Second, the Lord desires you to build a place to gather elderly female pastors and evangelists who do not have a place to go or live. If you truly faithfully do these things, you will have a beautiful home. Visiting Hell The two angels then escorted me to hell. They said, Now you will visit hell. You can have no idea the enormity of hell. I kept shouting, It's so big! It's so big! This is the place where souls who are cursed and received eternal damnation are placed. It felt like hell was a thousand times larger than the earth. Half of hell was colored red, and the other half was pitch black. I asked the angel, Why is this parted red? And the angel replied, Do you not know? It is burning sulfur. The other half is darkness. When people sin and end up here, they will be tormented from both sides. There are multitudes of churches on the earth, and many of the churches are filled with many people. However, most of them are not true Christians. They are but church attendants. The true churches, the true churches, will firmly believe in heaven and hell. The lives of many Christians are in chaos because they do not firmly believe in heaven and hell. When one soul enters heaven, one thousand cursed souls enter hell. The rate of heaven and hell is a thousand to one. I am a Presbyterian pastor and a well-known speaker. I have graduated from one of the largest theological schools in Korea, and I never believed any of those heaven and hell stories. But now, I am one who writes such experiences to testify to others. Although you may believe you are a Christian, if you live your life according to the will of demons, you will end up in hell. The first place I saw was a place of burning sulfur. You can't imagine how hot the fires in hell are. No one can bear the intense heat. People in hell say three statements. First, they say, it's too hot and they feel like dying. Second, they say they're thirsty and feel like dying. Thirdly, you'll hear many people asking for water. It is eternal. Many people say that we are free in Christ, and they live their lives as they desire. I asked the angel, Those who are here, what have they done? And the angel answered, The first group is unbelievers. So those of us who have not evangelized to our own families must repent. The angel continued, The second group, is those who believed in Jesus but did not repent of their sins. We must repent of our sins and must confess to the Lord. 
We must not sin. Just giving lip service is not repenting. With a contrite and earnest heart, we must repent. Seeing Christians in Hell I then saw many pastors, elders, and deacons in Hell. And I asked the angel, I know them. They had served God faithfully while on the earth. They had died some time ago, and we all thought they had gone to heaven with God. But now I see them all in hell, and they're all crying out that it's so hot. Why are they here? There were so many pastors, elders, deacons, and all other lay believers. The angel answered, Pastor Park, Pastor Park, a person can appear to be a true follower of Christ on the outside, but God knows the heart. They did not keep Sundays holy. In fact, they had loved to make money on Sundays. Many of the deacons and elders had criticized the sermons of their pastors. They did not tithe properly. They did not pray. They had not evangelized to people at all. Many of these elders and deacons had harassed their pastors and would come against their authority. They had interfered with the pastor's duties and business. On their deathbeds, they had thought they had done a good job, so they did not repent of those things. This is why they were thrown into the fires of hell. I then saw a king and a prince who had first persecuted the Christians in China. This king and prince beheaded many of the first believers in Korea. They were placed in the center, which was the hottest of all. I also saw Hitler, Stalin, and Mao Zedong, and a famous pastor from North Korea named Pastor Kang and a famous Japanese hero, and many more. Then we arrived at an extremely dark place, too dark to see where to step. And I shouted, Angels! Angels, it's so dark! I can't see anything! The angels patted my shoulder and said, Just wait a little bit. Within a few I was able to see a countless number of naked people. All of them had insects crawling all over their bodies, and not an inch was spared as their whole bodies were completely covered with insects. The naked people attempted to drive the insects away, gnashing their teeth. And I asked, what did these people do as they lived on the earth? The angel replied, They are those who had criticized and backstabbed each other. They were not careful with what they had said to one another. I saw the demons piercing and stabbing the stomachs of the people with sickles. Their screams were unbearable to me. And I asked my escort, Angels, what did these people do as they lived on the earth? And the angel replied, These people had jobs, houses, and families, but they did not give to God. 
they did not help the poor, their churches, or other godly purposes. They were very stingy and greedy. Even as they encountered the poor, they ignored them and did not care. They only cared for themselves and their families, were well clothed, fed, and had a comfortable life. This is why their stomachs are pierced, for their bellies were full of greed. It was such a very frightening scene. After witnessing such a scene, when I got back to the earth, I gave all my money and possessions to others. Salvation cannot be earned with money or property. It is by faith. Hell is an unbearably miserable place. It is eternal torment. I also saw people who had their heads hacked off by a very sharp saw. And I asked the angel, What do these people do to deserve such awful torment? And the angel replied, Their brains were given by God to think good and beneficial things. But these people had thoughts of filthy things. They thought of lustful things. Next, I saw people being stabbed and cut into pieces. Oh, the sight was horrible. And I asked, What about these people? What did they do to be tormented in such a way? And the angel replied, These were elders and deacons who did not serve their churches. In fact, they did not even want to work or serve. The only things they had loved were to receive and receive from the flock. I saw elders, deacons, and other lay believers tormented by the demons. The demons made a hole in their tongues and placed wires to the tongues of one another. Then the demons would drag the people with the wire. And I asked, What did they do on earth? The angel answered, they had committed four different types of sins. First, they had criticized their pastors. They would speak negative things about their pastors. They were backbiting and ridiculing their pastors. I plead with you, if you've committed such a sin, repent quickly, repent. The angel continued. Second, they insulted the church with their words. They had harassed other Christians to the point where even the faithful ones were affected and they stopped attending church and even caused some to stop believing. They did all they could to stop faithful Christians from doing God's work. These wicked ones caused many faithful to stumble. Lastly, there are spouses who drank alcohol and were abusive to their family members. I saw demons piercing men and women in their stomachs with a very huge sharp nail. And I asked, what did they do? The angel replied, these are men and women who had lived with one another but were not married. These are guilty of abortions as they also got pregnant. 
they had never repented. I saw another group of people, and the demons were slicing their lips as one might slice vegetables or meat. I asked, Why are these people tormented in such a way? And the angel said, These are sons, daughters, son-in-laws, and daughter-in-laws who had talked back to their parents. All they had to do was say, I'm sorry, instead of making things worse. Many of them had used abusive language. They had attacked their parents with harsh language. They were rebellious. This is why their lips are being sliced. You know, we're all going to die one day, but we don't know when that will be. Please be prepared. Being prepared is to go to heaven. When we go is not the issue. Please forgive each other as frequently as necessary if you need to. Repent and repent and do it all day long if you have to. My brothers, I used to ignore such testimonies. I was a conservative Presbyterian pastor who ignored such things. But now, I must witness and testify to you what I have seen. Please do not hesitate to live a holy life. Please avoid this miserable torment and judgment. Be saved. Do not live for your flesh, but submit to the kingdom of God. And please pray for those who do not know Jesus. Evangelize and bear fruit. Please pray early in the morning and keep Sundays holy. Please tithe to the Lord. Accumulate your rewards in heaven and not in this earth. I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. The End What we are presenting to you now was discovered in the internet. The website address is www.av1611.org-hell.html You can also go to www.av 1611.org stroke mp3 stroke ph underscore hell dot m3u please verify this information and live cry of the damned now in hell for yourself and for your people now listen to the download from the internet. Now I've got a clean copy of it now, and uh, I warn you, uh, this could scare you. Here's the email. Dear Art Bell, I just recently began listening to your radio show and could not believe it when you talked about the sounds from hell tonight. My uncle, 
had told me this story a couple of years ago, and I didn't believe him. Like one of your listeners who discounted the story as nothing more than just a religious newspaper fabricated account. The story about the digging of the hole and the hearing of the sounds from hell is very real. It did occur in Siberia. My uncle collected videos and audio tapes and so forth on the paranormal, supernatural. He passed away fairly recently. But he would have loved your show. He let me listen to one of the audio tapes that he had on the sounds from hell in Siberia, and I copied it. He received his copy from a friend who worked at the BBC. It took me a while to find it tonight, but attached is that sound from my uncle's tapes. It's not the greatest quality, but the sounds are there. I was very hesitant to send you this, as the sound bothers me to listen to. I'd suggest that if you do play it on the program, warn listeners in advance so they may have the option of turning the radio off for 30 seconds while it plays. It has always haunted me. To those who discounted the Siberia sounds from Hell's story, it is true, and I, for one, wish it wasn't. Rick, listening from Chicago. And so I submit now the cleaned, uh, a better copy to you, and uh, I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Interesting article appeared in the respected Helsinki, Finland newspaper Amanustia, which quoted Soviet geologist Dmitry Azakovich saying that he actually drilled through the gates of hell. Listen to what they said, friend. Quote, as a communist, I don't believe in heaven or the Bible, but as a scientist, I now believe in hell, said Dr. Azakov. Needless to say, we were shocked to make such a discovery, but we know what we saw and we know what we heard, and we are absolutely convinced that we drill through the gates of hell. Dr. Azakov continues. The drill suddenly began to rotate wildly, indicating that we had reached an empty, large empty pocket or cavern. Temperature sensors showed a dramatic increase in heat to 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. 
When we raised the drill, we couldn't believe our eyes. A thin creature with huge evil eyes appeared in the gaseous cloud and shrieked like a wild animal before it disappeared. We lowered a microphone which was designed to detect sounds of plate movements down the shaft. But instead of plate movements, we heard a human voice screaming in pain. At first, we thought the sound was coming from our own equipment. But when we made adjustments, our worst suspicions were confirmed. The screams weren't those of a single human. They were the screams of millions of humans. There is a literal place of hell. Yes, there's a place that lost men and women go and burn forever. Yes, my friend, there's a place called hell below your feet. A place that you will go if you die without the blood of Jesus Christ. Friend, think about it. If you could live your life to the fullest, be satisfied with all the earthly pleasures for 70 or 80 years, then was cast into hell for all eternity, would it be worth it? It's a pity. It's a pity. It's a pity. Who are these crying, weeping, and gnashing their teeth in eternal torment and regret? They are sinners of all ages, from the time of Adam to our day, who died in their sins. 
They are idol worshippers who worshipped the creatures rather than our Creator, God, who is blessed forevermore. They are unbelievers who did not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the only Savior God sent to the world to save all men of all races and in all generations. Who are these in pains and agony? They are those who worshipped God through other ways, other prophets, other religions, and not through the Lord Jesus Christ. They did so willingly or ignorantly. They are nominal Christians who worshipped in the church but did not repent of their sins and so were not born again through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Who are these crying in everlasting burning? They are believers, Christian leaders and ministers who backslid from following the Lord Jesus Christ and from his righteousness and died without repentance and restoration. It's a pity. It's a pity. Who are these? They are unholy Christians who refused to separate from the love of the world and clung to the love of money. The use of property of the world such as jewelry, rings, necklace, earrings, chains, bracelets, nose jewels, etc. They pumped their hair, used hair attachment, wivon, lipsticks, cortex. They put on body hawks, body exposing dresses. As women, they wore trousers. As men, they had funny hair curls. Who are these? Who are these that are crying in eternal regret? They are unholy Christian musicians and dancers who brought in worldly music and dancing into the holy church of Christ to pollute the pure worship of God which is in spirit and in truth. They are the unfaithful Christian workers and ministers who rejected the true word of God and went into teaching heresies and false doctrines for personal gains, and by so damned many precious souls that Christ died for. They are now in eternal regret, eternal torment. Who are these? They are persecutors, who persecuted believers, persecuted the church of Christ, the way of Christ. They are parents that persecuted their children, Husbands that persecuted their wives. Wives that persecuted their husbands. Bosses in the office that persecuted their workers to cause them to turn away from Jesus. And they succeeded, of course, in turning many away from Jesus. Now they are in eternal regret. Who are these in pain, in agony? They are liars, thieves, armed robbers, drunkards. Witches and wizards, those in occultism, satanism, fornicators, adulterers, homosexuals, lesbians, murderers, abortionists, 
polygamists, wicked national leaders, sinful politicians, all kinds of sinners who died without receiving forgiveness of their sins through faith on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a pity. It's a pity. What is their hope? The Bible tells us there's no more hope for them forever. There's no repentance. There's no forgiveness for their sins after date. They shall be in torment forever and ever. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after death, the judgment. They are now passing through the eternal judgment of God. Your dead relations, your dead friends, acquaintances, loved ones who died sinners are among them. It's a pity. Is there any way of escape for us? Yes. Repent of your sins and accept Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. That's the way of escape. Turn from your religion to Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us there's no other way that men on earth can be saved except Jesus. Jesus declared I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, Come unto me, you that labor, and are heavy laden in your sins, and I will give you rest. Jesus will save you from hell. Come unto him. He is God's eternal love for lost man, sinful man. If you accept Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Cleanse yourself from all worthlessness. In here do, in dressing and lifestyle, put away your jewelry. Cease from palming the use of attachment, with vom, lipsticks, cortex, use of trousers as a woman. Cease from using all these items of the world to decorate yourself for carnal beauty. Submit yourself to God to make you holy. And live in his holiness to the end of your life. Because the Bible says that he will deliver us. That we may serve him in righteousness and holiness all the days of our lives. Do your restitutions. Have you offended anybody? Go and seek for forgiveness. Go and reconcile. Reconcile with your husband. Reconcile with your wife. Reconcile with your relations. The Bible says, Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Are you wrongly married? Are you married as a second wife? 
Have you married somebody else's wife? Have you driven away your wife and married another woman? Do your restitution. Settle those wrong marriages. Because the Bible says, if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she is committing adultery. If a man puts away his wife and marries another, he is committing adultery. Therefore, settle your marriage. Cleanse yourself. Commit yourself to God to serve him and to preach his word to others. Preach and teach the true gospel as a minister and be an example to the people that hear you. Yes, you have to do this because you want to escape hell. The Bible tells us in the book of Mark chapter 9 verse 43 to 48 Jesus Christ here said and if thy hand offend thee cut it off it is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched where their womb dieth not and the fire is not quenched and if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their womb dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye, than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire, where their womb dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Jesus is asking you these great questions. In the book of Mark, chapter 8, verse 36 and 37, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? If you win all arguments but lose your soul in hell, what shall be the profit? What shall your intelligence give you? If you gain all the money, but lose your soul to hellfire. What shall your money do unto you? What shall be the benefit? If you get the popularity you desire, but lose your soul to hellfire, what shall be the gain of your popularity? If you become great, wealthy, and influential, in this life, but lose your soul to hell. What shall it be unto you? What shall be the benefit of that? If you are a great preacher of signs and wonders, you have great church, multiplied churches, great ministry, you are popular in Christianity, but lose your soul to hell. What is the benefit of that to you? If you are a director, chairman, commissioner, governor, minister, president of a whole nation, but lose your soul to hellfire, 
What shall that be unto you? What shall be the benefit of that? If you harden your heart because of sinful pleasure and in service and submission to Satan and lose your soul in hellfire, what shall that do to you? What shall be the benefit of that? Jesus Christ said, Oh, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What can you give to God? What can you say to God? What can you present to God? What can you bring from this world to God? To save your soul? Nothing. Nothing. Your labor without Jesus is vanity. Your achievement without Jesus is vanity. Your progress in Christian ministry without the righteousness of God is altogether vanity. What can you give in exchange for your soul? This is a time for sober reflection. This is a moment to think through your life. This is a moment to Cast yourself down at the feet of Jesus. Praise God, he has still spared your life. You would have died a long time ago. You know how many times you escaped death. Now, can you cast yourself down before the Lord? The Bible says, rent your heart and not your garment. Come before God in weeping, in fasting, in crying and confess and surrender and yield yourself to him come before jesus and receive him to save you from your sin to deliver you from hell to change your life my brother my sister my friend this is a sober time can you save yourself before you die can you change your destiny while you still have a moment to breathe you cannot come back. Those in hell wish they had one minute to be alive on earth, to confess and turn to Jesus. You have that moment? Can you bow your head now? Can you tell Jesus to have mercy upon you? Can you cry out and say, God, have mercy upon me? Can you invite Jesus into your life? Can you open your mouth and cry and plead with God to sh show you mercy, to forgive your many sins? He will forgive you. He's a merciful God. He's a patient God. He will wash you with the blood of Jesus. He will give you a new life. He will put his spirit in you and cause you to walk in righteousness. He will make you a heaven candidate. Yes, God will accept you. God can still forgive you. It's not too late. As long as you desire to be saved, receive his salvation. Receive his forgiveness. Yes, just lay hand upon yourself. You who are a backslider, please lay hand upon yourself. You desire to be restored. You are an unfaithful minister of the gospel. Can you repent before God and promise you will preach the truth now? You, when Jonah was speared, he cried, he preached to Nineveh, and the whole city repented. A new spirit will come upon you, the spirit of truth and righteousness. I'm praying for you. Now just lay hand upon yourself. Open your mouth and repeat this prayer after me. As I say, say it after me. 
Lord God in heaven. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being patient with me up to this day. My God, today I surrender. I surrender to you. I surrender my life to Jesus. Lord Jesus, I give myself to you. Save me from my sins. Wash me with your blood. Give me a new life. I will follow you and not be ashamed of you. I will identify with you publicly, privately. Receive me and let me be your child. I promise to be faithful to your service, to be faithful to your world, to correct my ways. I promise to crucify my flesh, to crucify the world because of you, because of the Christian ministry you have given unto me. Lord, anoint me afresh and give me one more chance. I will walk myself to the full until the end of my life. Thank you, Lord, for receiving me, for renewing me, for reviving me, for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Now I'm praying for you. Almighty, this your servant is still alive by your mercy. It is of the Lord's mercy that he has not been consumed. She has not been consumed. Oh God, you have brought him, you have brought her to the point of decision. Today, he has surrendered. He has accepted you now. Oh God, accept him. She has accepted you now. Lord, accept her. Put your righteousness in him. Put your righteousness in her. Put your spirit, O oh God, in this, your servant. Thank you for answering my prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, break his yokes. Lord, set him loose from Satan. Set him loose from his sins. And crown him with a new life. Bless his life. And bless the ministry that is taking a new form from today. Thank you, Father, for answering my prayers. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. What we are presenting to you now was discovered in the internet. The website address is www av1611.org stroke hell.html You can also go to www.av1611.org stroke mp3 stroke ph underscore hell.m3u Please verify 
this information and live cry of the damned now in hell for yourself and for your people. Now listen to the download from the internet. Now I've got a clean copy of it now and uh, I warn you, uh, this could scare you. Here's the email. Dear Art Bell, I just recently began listening to your radio show and could not believe it when you talked about the sounds from hell tonight. My uncle had told me this story a couple of years ago, and I didn't believe him. Like one of your listeners who discounted the story as nothing more than just a religious newspaper fabricated account. The story about the digging of the hole and the hearing of the sounds from hell is very real. It did occur in Siberia. My uncle collected videos and audio tapes and so forth on the paranormal, supernatural. He passed away fairly recently, but he would have loved your show. He let me listen to one of the audio tapes that he had on the sounds from hell in Siberia, and I copied it. You received his copy from a friend who worked at the BBC. It took me a while to find it tonight, but attached is that sound from my uncle's tapes. It's not the greatest quality, but the sounds are there. I was very hesitant to send you this, as the sound bothers me to listen to. I'd suggest that if you do play it on the program, warn listeners in advance so they may have the option of turning the radio off for 30 seconds while it plays. It has always haunted me. To those who discounted the Siberia sounds from Hell's story, it is true, and I, for one, wish it wasn't. Rick, listening from Chicago. And so I submit now the cleaned, uh, a better copy to you, and uh, I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. <laughs> article appeared in the respected Helsinki, Finland newspaper Amanustia, which quoted Soviet geologist Dmitry Azakovich saying that he actually drilled through the gates of hell. Listen to what they said, friend. Quote, 
As a communist, I don't believe in heaven or the Bible, but as a scientist, I now believe in hell, said Dr. Azikov. Needless to say, we were shocked to make such a discovery, but we know what we saw and we know what we heard, and we are absolutely convinced that we drilled through the gates of hell. Dr. Azikov continues, the drill suddenly began to rotate wildly, indicating that we had reached an empty, large empty pocket or cavern. Temperature sensors showed a dramatic increase in heat to 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. When we raised the drill, we couldn't believe our eyes. A thing creature with huge evil eyes appeared in the gaseous cloud and shrieked like a wild animal before it disappeared. We lowered a microphone which was designed to detect sounds of plate movements down the shaft. But instead of plate movements, we heard a human voice screaming in pain. At first, we thought the sound was coming from our own equipment. But when we made adjustments, our worst suspicions were confirmed. The screams weren't those of a single human. They were the screams of millions of humans. there is a literal place of hell. Yes, there's a place that lost men and women go and burn forever. Yes, my friend, there's a place called hell below your feet, a place that you will go if you die without the blood of Jesus Christ. Friend, think about it.
If you could live your life to the fullest, be satisfied with all the earthly pleasures for 70 or 80 years, then was cast into hell for all eternity, would it be worth it? It's a pity. It's a pity. It's a pity. Who are these crying, weeping, and gnashing their teeth in eternal torment and regret? They are sinners of all ages, from the time of Adam to our day, who died in their sins. They are idol worshippers who worshipped the creatures rather than our Creator, God, who is blessed forevermore. They are unbelievers who did not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the only Savior God sent to the world to save all men of all races and in all generations. Who are these in pains and agony? They are those who worshipped God through other ways, other prophets, other religions, and not through the Lord Jesus Christ. They did so willingly or ignorantly. They are nominal Christians who worshipped in the church but did not repent of their sins and so were not born again through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Who are these crying in everlasting burning? They are believers, Christian leaders and ministers who backslid from following the Lord Jesus Christ and from His righteousness and died without repentance and restoration. It's a pity. It's a pity. Who are these? They are unholy Christians who refused to separate from the love of the world and clung to the love of money. The use of property of the world, such as jewelry, rings, necklace, earrings, chains, bracelets, nose jewels, etc. They pumped their hair, used hair attachment, wivon, lipsticks, cortex. They put on body hooks, body exposing dresses, as women, they wore trousers. As men, they had funny hair curls. Who are these? Who are these that are crying in eternal regret? They are unholy Christian musicians and dancers who brought in worldly music and dancing into the holy church of Christ to pollute the pure worship of God which is in spirit and in truth. They are the unfaithful Christian workers and ministers who rejected the true word of God and went into teaching heresies and false doctrines for personal gains and by so damned many precious souls that Christ died for. They are now in eternal regret, eternal torment. Who are these? They are persecutors who persecuted believers, persecuted the church of Christ, the way of Christ, their parents that persecuted their children, 
husbands that persecuted their wives, wives that persecuted their husbands, bosses in the office that persecuted their workers to cause them to turn away from Jesus. And they succeeded, of course, in turning many away from Jesus. Now they are in eternal regret. Who are these in pain, in agony? They are liars, thieves, arm robbers, drunkards, witches and wizards, those in occultism, satanism, fornicators, adulterers, homosexuals, lesbians, murderers, abortionists, polygamists, wicked national leaders, sinful politicians, all kinds of sinners who died without receiving forgiveness of their sins through faith on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a pity. It's a pity. What is their hope? The Bible tells us there's no more hope for them forever. There's no repentance. There's no forgiveness for their sins after death. They shall be in torment forever and ever. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after death, the judgment. They are now passing through the eternal judgment of God. Your dead relations, your dead friends, acquaintances, loved ones who died sinners are among them. It's a pity. Is there any way of escape for us? Yes. Repent of your sins and accept Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. That's the way of escape. Turn from your religion to Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us there's no other way that men on earth can be saved except Jesus. Jesus declared I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, Come unto me, you that labor, and are heavy laden in your sins, and I will give you rest. Jesus will save you from hell. Come unto him. He is God's eternal love for lost man, sinful man. If you accept Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Cleanse yourself from all worthlessness. In here do, in dressing and lifestyle, put away your jewelry. Cease from palming the use of attachment, wivom, lipsticks, cortex, use of trousers as a woman. Cease from using all these items of the world to decorate yourself for carnal beauty. Submit yourself to God to make you holy and live in his holiness to the end of your life. 
Because the Bible says that he will deliver us, that we may serve him in righteousness and holiness all the days of our lives. Do your restitutions. Have you offended anybody? Go and seek for forgiveness. Go and reconcile. Reconcile with your husband. Reconcile with your wife. Reconcile with your relations. The Bible says, Follow peace with all men, and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Are you wrongly married? Are you married as a second wife? Have you married somebody else's wife? Have you driven away your wife and married another woman? Do your restitution. Settle those wrong marriages. Because the Bible says, if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she is committing adultery. If a man puts away his wife and marries another, he is committing adultery. Therefore, settle your marriage. Cleanse yourself. Commit yourself to God to serve him and to preach his word to others. Preach and teach the true gospel as a minister and be an example to the people that hear you. Yes, you have to do this because you want to escape hell. The Bible tells us in the book of Mark chapter 9 verse 43 to 48, Jesus Christ here said, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their womb dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their womb dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye, than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their womb dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Jesus is asking you this great questions. In the book of Mark, chapter 8, verse 36 and 37, For what shall it profit a man, if he shall gain the whole world, and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? If you win all arguments, but lose your soul in hell, what shall be the profit? What shall your intelligence give you? If you gain all the money, but lose your soul to hellfire, what shall your money do unto you? What shall be the benefit? If you get the popularity you desire, but lose your soul to hellfire, what shall be the gain of your popularity? If you become great, wealthy, and influential in this life, but lose your soul to hell, 
What shall it be unto you? What shall be the benefit of that? If you are a great preacher of signs and wonders, you have great church, multiplied churches, great ministry, you are popular in Christianity, but lose your soul to hell. What is the benefit of that to you? If you are a director, chairman, commissioner, governor, minister, president of a whole nation, but lose your soul to hellfire, what shall that be unto you? What shall be the benefit of that? If you harden your heart because of sinful pleasure and in service and submission to Satan, and lose your soul in hellfire. What shall that do to you? What shall be the benefit of that? Jesus Christ said, Oh, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What can you give to God? What can you say to God? What can you present to God? What can you bring from this world to God? To save your soul? Nothing. Nothing, your labor without Jesus is vanity. Your achievement without Jesus is vanity. Your progress in Christian ministry without the righteousness of God is altogether vanity. What can you give in exchange for your soul? This is a time for sober reflection. This is a moment to think through your life. This is a moment to cast yourself down at the feet of Jesus. Praise God, he has still spared your life. You would have died a long time ago. You know how many times you escaped death. Now, can you cast yourself down before the Lord? The Bible says, rent your heart and not your garment. Come before God in weeping in fasting, in crying, and confess, and surrender, and yield yourself to him. Come before Jesus and receive him to save you from your sin, to deliver you from hell, to change your life. My brother, my sister, my friend, this is a sober time. Can you save yourself before you die? Can you change your destiny while you still have a moment to breathe? You cannot come back. Those in hell wish they had one minute to be alive on earth, to confess and turn to Jesus. You have that moment? Can you bow your head now? Can you tell Jesus to have mercy upon you? Can you cry out and say, God, have mercy upon me? Can you invite Jesus into your life? Can you open your mouth and cry and plead with God to sh show you mercy, to forgive your many sins? He will forgive you. He's a merciful God. He's a patient God. He will wash you with the blood of Jesus. He will give you a new life. He will put his spirit in you and cause you to walk in righteousness. He will make you a heaven candidate. Yes, God will accept you. God can still forgive you. It's not too late. As long as you desire to be saved, receive his salvation. 
Receive his forgiveness. Yes, just lay hand upon yourself. You who are a backslider, please lay hand upon yourself. You desire to be restored. You are unfaithful minister of the gospel. Can you repent before God and promise you will preach the truth now? You, when Jonah was speared, he cried, he preached to Nineveh, and the whole city repented. A new spirit will come upon you, the spirit of truth and righteousness. I'm praying for you now. Just lay hand upon yourself. Open your mouth and repeat this prayer after me. As I say, say it after me. Lord God in heaven, thank you for loving me. Thank you for being patient with me up to this day. My God, today I surrender. I surrender to you. I surrender my life to Jesus. Lord Jesus, I give myself to you. Save me from my sins. Wash me with your blood. Give me a new life. I will follow you and not be ashamed of you. I will identify with you publicly, privately. Receive me and let me be your child. I promise to be faithful to your service, to be faithful to your world, to correct my ways. I promise to crucify my flesh, to crucify the world because of you, because of the Christian ministry you have given unto me. Lord, anoint me afresh and give me one more chance. I will walk myself to the full until the end of my life. Thank you, Lord, for receiving me, for renewing me, for reviving me, for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Now I'm praying for you. Almighty, this your servant is still alive by your mercy. It is of the Lord's mercy that he has not been consumed. She has not been consumed. Oh God, you have brought him, you have brought her to the point of decision. Today, he has surrendered. He has accepted you now. Oh God, accept him. She has accepted you now. Lord, accept her. Put your righteousness in him. Put your righteousness in her. Put your spirit, O oh God, in this, your servant. Thank you for answering my prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, break his yokes. Lord, set him loose from Satan. Set him loose from his sins. And crown him with a new life. Bless his life. And bless the ministry. That is taking a new form. From today. Thank you father. For answering my prayers. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Sundry revelations of Jesus to Rika Jeremiah. After this first experience,
The Lord gave Rika Jeremiah other revelations in different times which are important to the church and humanity. We shall examine them one by one and their dates of occurrence. Jesus condemns the use of jewelry on the 15th of December 1994, between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m., Rika lay groaning due to stomach ache. During this period he had an encounter with the Lord. Rika's mother, before the divine encounter of her son, used jewelry freely, as is the case with most women today. The Lord told Rika his displeasure against the use of jewelry, earrings, nose rings, necklace, chains, bracelets, rings, beads. He told him they are manufactured by Satan with the intent to defile God's people, hence they must be removed to keep the believer free from spiritual defilement and satanic affliction. When Rika told his mother what the Lord said, being convinced of the spiritual experience and the source of the revelation message of her son, she responded immediately. She removed her jewelry and threw them away. Preaching against the use of jewelry was part of Rika's message. This warranted the questions he asked the Lord, in his encounter with him the next time, as narrated Bellow. I had a vision of the Lord. I met with Jesus and asked him the following questions, I, Lord, why is it that when I preach against the use of earrings, some people do not care to listen to me and some of those who respond to my message and put them away, often return to them after sometimes? Jesus answered, The Bible says that only, few people shall inherit the kingdom of God. Genesis 35 verses 1 to 4. And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God, that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household, and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments, and let us arise, and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, and all their earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shisham. 1 Timothy 2 verses 8-10. I will therefore that, men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without wrath or doubting. In like manner also, that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair, or gold, jewelry, or pearls, or costly array, but, which becometh women professing godliness, with good works. Matthew 7 verse 14. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto, life, and few there be that find it. 2. I asked Jesus the second question. Lord, I asked you to help me take a particular position in my class examination, but I have not taken that position yet, why is it so? Jesus answered, Do not worry, you will attain to that position. Hebrews 10 verse 35 to 36, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye, have need of patience, that, after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. A man in apostasy. After this Jesus told me how Satan attacks people. He showed me somebody who was a true believer that fell into Satan's temptation. Satan sat on his neck, looking like a monkey, and talked to the man. He persuaded him to send his wife away. The man yielded to Satan's suggestion and, actually sent away his wife. 
the man backslid and went into the world. When the Lord showed me the man, I asked him why the man would not repent and bring back his wife. Jesus told me the man could not come back again because he had tested of the heavenly goodness and had willingly rejected the truth and gone into the world. Hebrews 10 verses 26 to 31. For if we sin willfully after that we have, received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses, of how much sore a punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted there, blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace? For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. The Rapture and the Great Tribulation. On January 16, 1995, between 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., Rika had an heavenly experience. In spirit, he was taken up to heaven. He gave the following account, I heard the sound of the trumpet and the believers were taken to heaven. I was taken to heaven too. The people on earth were receiving the number 666. Those who refused to take this number were arrested. I saw the soldiers of the Antichrist, as they were busy at work on earth, these soldiers looked like giants. Those arrested by them were greatly tortured. Their eye, ear, etc., were gradually removed. A body part was removed or deformed and the person was kept in pain until after some days when another body part would be removed or deformed. This systematic and gradual torture was employed to cause those who rejected the mark of the Antichrist at first to receive it, eventually. 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 16-17, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Revelation 13 verses 4-8, 11, 16-18. And they were shipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they were shipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name, and his, tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds, and tongues, and nations and all that dwell upon the face of the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. And I beheld another beast coming up, out of the earth, and he hath two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of their, beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six.
Revelation 14 verses 9 to 13, and the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead, or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints, here are they that keep the commandments of God, and the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works to follow them. Matthew 24 verses 21-22. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except, those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened. In heaven angels and saints were worshipping and praising God, in songs of praise and worship, with joy and gladness. Revelation 5 verses 8 to 14. And when he hath taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them, harps, and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, and tongue, and people, and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and I heard, the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, and riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and, such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing, and honor, and glory, and power, be unto him that sitted upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. I was taken to see the river of the water of life in heaven. This river looked like, glass, clear and bright. After these scenes, I saw myself, back on earth in the body. Revelation 22 verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Angelic protection for prayerful saints. On January 19, 1995, between 6 a.m. and 7.30 a.m., Rico had another heavenly experience. Here is his account, Jesus took me to heaven and talked to me about prayer. He said, The fire of God, always surrounds those who are prayerful, and they enjoy angelic presence and protection. The only thing that separates a man from God is sin. When a believer backslides and goes back to sin, he is forsaken by the guardian angel. He becomes empty and is exposed to all sorts of problems from the devil. Those who do not give themselves to prayer cannot live victorious lives over sin. Daniel 6 verses 10 to 11, 
16, 19-23. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day, and prayed, and gave thanks before his God, as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled, and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then the king commanded, and they, brought Daniel, and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. 19 Then the king arose very early in the morning, and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel, and the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is, thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel, and hath shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me, for as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceeding glad for him, and commanded that they should, take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. A second trip with Jesus to hell. Again Jesus took me to hellfire. Hell emits great heat. People cry and gnash their teeth in the fire of hell. Hell is not a place people should lightly consider. The memory of hell is a thing one would not want to, retain. If you are given a lifeless stone to throw into hellfire, you will pity that stone because of the great burning it will undergo. Matthew 25 verses 30 to 41, And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels.